If you're the collector looking for what's hot right now, or the emerging artist looking to avoid the pitfalls, or you're just curious about what artists do all day and their journeys, you've come to the right place from the studio. I'm your host, Shannon Torrance. Here we will talk not only to artists, but all the players, gallerists, curators, authors, all walks surrounding our modern cultural identity. Now for the show. Welcome to From the Studio. Today's guest works in oils, watercolors, and Conti. What caught my attention was his watercolors. As anyone knows that has attempted watercolor work, it is about as unforgiving a medium as there can be. When I think of great watercolors in the tropics, I think of John Singer Sargent, of course, who painted in Miami at the John Deering Estate in the winter of 1917. And of course, you have to mention Winslow Homer, who painted in the Bahamas during the winter of 1884 to 1885. Now, like me, another name will come to mind, I imagine, when you think of watercolors in the tropics. He is exhibited all over the Bahamas. He's a member of the American Watercolor Society and the Grand Bahama Artists Association. His work is in the private collections of collectors in the Bahamas, of course, the U.S., the U.K., Canada, China, Trinidad, Tobago. The list just goes on and on. Now, I'd like to introduce to you Sheldon Saint on From the Studio. Hi, Sheldon. Hi, Shannon. We're so happy to have you. How are you doing? I'm a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing great. Um, so you're in the Bahamas. What part of the Bahamas are you in? Freeport, Grand Bahama, where it is a beautiful day to day to be out at the beach or just out um, on the, the, the landscape uh, doing some plein airing. Your work is amazing. So your watercolors, I know you work in a lot of different mediums. Your watercolors just, they blow my mind. And the subject matter is just fantastic. You feel like you're actually in the Bahamas. Um, what is it about the Bahamas and the culture of the Bahamas that you you try to convey with the with the work that you're creating? Well, uh, it, it's it's Shannon. It's the everyday um, day to day life that we have here in the Bahamas, where um, if you get away from the from I would say the the city part of, of Freeport, and you go into some of the the settlements where you might meet a elderly lady or an older man or, or one of the kids coming from or going to school um, and, and just enjoying the kind of a, I, I call it relaxed um, a, a way of life that um, sometimes we have here in the Bahamas. And that's one of the things that I try to convey to my, to my viewers. I feel like I'm there when I look at your pictures. Um, and there is that quality of, of timelessness to, to the paintings. It could, be, it could be a different time, which I love that you mix sort of the old with the new. So this is supposed to be inspirational for, um, for young artists. So I want to ask you a few questions about sort of your early life. Um, obviously, most people who are talented or gifted when it comes to painting or creative endeavors, they usually find out pretty young. Can you tell me who first recognized your talent? Well, from my, my recollection, it was um, my students and my teachers in the fourth grade. Uh, we were asked 
to um, do a drawing of a, a rabbit. It was at the time around the Easter time of the year. Mm -hmm. And we were asked to do, to, to uh, draw a rabbit. And I sat down at my desk and I started to draw. And um, before you know it, everyone started looking at my drawing and I became um, somewhat of the, um, the artist in the classroom immediately. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then the teacher started asking me to do um, some of the, um, the work for them. Uh, throughout uh, the rest of my uh, initial years in school and all throughout high school. It was something that I uh, just would, would do to pass the time. There used to be a thing here in the States where you would, I remember when I was young, they'd, it was in comic books, I think, you'd have to draw a picture of this turtle and then you send the turtle in and they'd tell you if you had any talent. It was pretty funny. Actually, <laughs> that's not how I found out. My grandmother recognized it, but I think people like to know sort of like how somebody realized that they had talent, especially emerging artists or young artists who look look at to other artists who are who are really good and gives them something to think about when they're trying to persevere through the through the tough times. Which brings me to um, mentoring. Did you have a mentor? Or are you self taught? Did you? Uh, no, no mentor. I, I, um, at one point I tried a correspondence course. Um, unfortunately, uh, I was being taught, um, what I was way beyond. Um, I, I had already passed that level. Mm -hmm. So it was nothing more than I, I, for lack of a better term, a waste of, of time for me. I was producing, um, paintings. I, I, if you look at my at my Instagram account, there's a there's a painting there that I have of a little girl, and I called it uh, Island Girl Braids. Yes. And so I was producing things of that nature when the correspondence course was teaching me pretty much the elementary of of um, drawing and, and and the approach of painting. So, teaching yourself over time because you were ahead of, of the class or, or the correspondence course, you had already passed, sort of surpassed those techniques or styles or things they were trying to teach you. Um, and then you just kept building on that over, over time? Yes, over a period of time, I, I just continued on with it. Um, there, there was one uh, part of, of the, the, the evolution of my work where I had to switch mediums. And mm. that was due to the the fact that I was working in oils, but then the solvents in the oils, I got uh, an allergic reaction to it. So I had to discontinue the use of those and had to become a student of the watercolors, of which I am very fond of and well known for today. And so I, even to this day, I continue to be, how should I say, the, the, the student and the teacher. That's beautiful. My that's, work. that's beautiful. Yeah, I get the solvents thing. Um, I was a mural artist in Palm Beach for many years. Um, so doing wood graining, marbleizing, murals, that kind of thing for very wealthy people. And when I came home, just the smell of mineral spirits or that kind of thing just yes. It killed, yes. killed my creative <laughs> spirit, you know. Yeah. So I work in acrylics now um, for the very same reason. Can you tell me who was most instrumental in your growth? When did you really start to take off or what was the thing? 
Uh, I think after I, um, I, I went into, uh, well, you know, here in the Bahamas, we have 700 islands. Um, and I live on the island of, of Grand Bahama. And I got in contact with an art dealer in New Providence, which is the capital of the Bahamas. And um, she lives there. She's actually from North Carolina, but she lives in, in Nassau. And when I got in touch with her, uh, she was the she was the the person who uh, would organize solo exhibitions for me. And from that point on, I would say that my career as as an artist and me being well known um, began to um, to not just evolve, but then to take off and to grow and grow. So is the how is the art scene in the Bahamas? Is it is it pretty vibrant? I mean, does is it have a it's pretty hardy between the islands? I, I would say that um, in Nassau it's it's pretty vibrant. As a matter of fact, I was just having a conversation with one of my colleagues here in Freeport, and uh, this is something that we've noticed uh, for many years now because um, here in in Freeport it's not as vibrant. It is not something that is um, celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to go uh, into um, into the capital if you want to receive um, the, the recognition for your work or anything of that nature. You you would have to leave Grand Bahama and go into Nassau and um, uh, um, go from there. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense too, um, since you're kind of spread out and you're isolated by water. Can you tell me a little about when you when you first started selling your work and what kind of work was it? I know you you did mention to me earlier that you did portrait commissions um, in the '90s. Yes, um, when I first started, I, I think that was uh, my coconuts um, that I, I when I started producing the, the watercolor paintings of coconuts they. Um, I don't think that I was ready um, to receive the, 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 to accept the kind of reception that I was getting. I was shocked that everyone just wanted me to continue on with these coconuts. And um, it's, it, to me, it was a pretty much a simple uh, um, subject matter, but everyone um, received it well and they just wanted more and more and more and more of it. I, I, I think I painted coconuts for maybe 10 or 12 years until I got to the point where I just said, uh, no, nah, I've had enough now. I don't want to do those things anymore. I want to explore something else. No more coconuts. No. So that's when you got into the landscape painting, I take it. That's, yeah, pretty much the, the, the landscape paintings. I, I, as I said, I, I started off with just the portrait commissions and then went off into the coconuts. And I did some of the boat scenes and uh, went off into the, the landscape um, paintings. And um, another subject matter that I'm also known for is for um, children painting um, um, paintings of children in their uh, natural environment. I did notice that. Yeah. Those are, those are phenomenal. The one with the young boy sitting down in, in the uh, sort of the artist statement of yours that you can see online. Incredible. Yeah. That one in, in um, it, it's uh, on my website. It's the first um, page that you would see on the website there. That is, uh, I, I would say one of my um, 
not just my favorite, but one, one of my best paintings that I've done of uh, children. Can you mention uh, your website and your Instagram account for me, please? That would be good for the guests to know so they could maybe they could check it out while they're listening. Yeah, my website is sheldonsaint.com. And on Instagram, it's, it's just Sheldon Saint. Gotcha. Beautiful. Um, can we talk a little about sort of the evolution of your work, which we're kind of already into? Um, so you, you, did you start? I started with pencil first. Um, I think as when you're young, um, I was young and I, I grew up pretty poor, so we didn't really have art supplies and that sort of thing. So a pencil was always at hand. Um, mm-hmm. How did you get started? Was it sort of the same way? Pretty much the same way, just a, a, a pencil. I had a, you know, just the, the basic um, um, supplies, pencil, eraser, a sketch pad, uh, a sharpener, and I, and I went from there. Um, one, one of the things that surprises me today is that this is, this is something that I said to myself when I started. Um, today is, is 30 years ago. Um, and I said to myself, okay, I will try this for one year. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to quit. That's funny. Yes, <laughs> I get it I completely. And, uh, you know, today when I look at it, I, I, I said, I, I, you know, I still can't believe that I said that to myself or, you know, it's, and now I look back at it and just the, the, the mere thought of thinking, you know, you, had, you only have a pencil, you only have an eraser, you only have a sketch pad and a sharpener and if you if this doesn't work after yeah you're going to quit and uh, yeah 30 years down the road now I'm, I'm still doing it today yeah it's it's kind of funny my my wife says now that my paintings sell that when people go oh this is amazing um I love your work the whole thing I can't believe that you know it happened so fast but uh she calls me the 30 the overnight 30 year success um, yeah, <laughs> yes. we've been doing it for so long since we were children, basically, you know? Yeah. So. The, the, the overnight 30 year success. Yeah. Overnight 30 year success. <laughs> That's what we can call you to. Um, yes. Selling your work in galleries and online. Do you sell most of your work through galleries or online or? Well, in times past, I used to sell through uh, galleries and uh, solo exhibitions, but today they are pretty much acquired um, directly through me, mm-hmm. uh, contacting me via my website or um, just an email, and uh, you know you get in touch with me, and uh, we, we go from there as to which one of the paintings you you express interest in in uh, acquiring. And that's pretty much how I, I, I sell my work today. Now, doing the shows, um, I have not done uh, or been a part of a group exhibitions in, in a few years now, um, and not even done a solo exhibition in quite a while, but I continue to, to produce um, work pretty much every day. I'm just looking here. So you, you did have a show in... Um... Was it in Canada? You had work in. Uh, did yes. I in, in uh, yeah, one occasion I did do a, a, a show in Canada. Um, it was, uh, I would say, unfortunately, a very um, brutal winter. <laughs> <at that time laughs> especially when I was there. Especially um, from where you're from. 
yes, to experience minus 23 degrees was, was not a, I was not a happy camper at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, so, yeah, so I had I had an opportunity to actually see snow when I when one of my daughters say to me that you know she wants to see snow I said my dear you're not missing anything trust me just believe daddy on this you're not missing anything you want to see snow it's too cold <laughs> yeah well yeah and twenty and twenty twenty below you said twenty three twenty three yeah minus twenty three yeah yeah I was in the uh, I was in the navy I went to boot camp in Great Lakes. Um, I told the recruiter when they enlisted me, I said, you know, send me, um, send me, send me somewhere I haven't been, you know, they, they were going to send me to Orlando. I said, you said you were going to show me the world. So that's where they sent me. And it was when I got out the day I got out, it was, it was like 20 below. We had towels, wow. we had tw- towels wrapped around our head, you know, to keep our nasal passages from freezing or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty insane. So, and being from being from Florida, I'm a native Floridian. The cold, just right. It, it affected me like nobody else. I I imagine, but um, yeah, you you're like a way out of your element there. <laughs> yeah, with me, it, it you know my eyes were burning. They were drying out because my body is not used to, to 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 that environment. And even though I was there for some uh, ten days. I still did not climatize to any of that. I, I, you know, I was pretty much happy to come home. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. So I know that you're part of a book series that was put out by Northlight Books. You're in book 13 of the series. Can I haven't had a chance to get the book because I literally just found, about, found out about it in the last um, week. Can you tell me about the book and how you got in the book? Well, with the book, I, I entered a, a um, an art competition, and it's through uh, my website uh, where they have a, a, a art competition that they host, mm-hmm. and I won um, the most outstanding watercolor artist, and then that turned out into uh, me looking up another competition because at the time I was just trying to enter competitions just to see exactly what would happen. And, and there was a painting that I submitted and, um, lo and behold, I was, my painting was accepted in, in, in the book. I didn't think that they would actually accept it, but they did. <laughs> but they Fantastic. Did. Yeah. Um, Northlight book books. It's, um, I think it's Smash 13. Splash 13. And is that something you can get from Amazon, do you think? Yes, you can, you can purchase it from Amazon. Um, and there was another publication that I was in, uh, Watercolor Artist Magazine, who actually did a whole story on my work. Um, and I think that was several years ago. I think it's in their October 2012 um, uh, edition. Okay. Yeah. So you've been at this, you've really been at this a long time. Um, and that's the aim of the podcast is to, um, to show that, you know, you have to keep going, you have to persevere. And then for collectors to see the quality of some of the work that's out there, there's, mm-hmm. there's a barrage with social media now of so much work out there and just curating the best stuff, uh, is very difficult nowadays. But the minute I saw your work, I thought, oh, I have to get, check this guy out, see if he'd be on the show. Um, and I'm so happy to have you here again. I just want to say that. So, um, one of the, one of the questions I think, 
you know, the emerging artist or a young artist still in school would want to know is like, what does a, what does an average day look like for uh, Sheldon Saint? What do you, how does it start? What happens? Uh, it, it, it changes. It, it varies. There, there's some mornings I get up after a shower, a cup of coffee. Um, I might sit down and, and try to get up, uh, get, get up to speed on, on the, the news, what happened follow um, yesterday and and then there are days when I get up and uh, grab a cup of coffee and I go outside and I mow the lawn okay yeah <laughs> it's not mowing the lawn and then I go and I take care of my laundry or I go out and uh, I go head out on the beach and uh, just go for a walk where it's nice and calm and quiet and I might take my 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 cameras to take some pictures to look look around for some subject matter to produce and and um, eventually produce the paintings for for everyone to to, to see. And then there are other days when, um, after my coffee, I go out and go. I have to go to the grocery store. <laughs> so it's it 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 all changes. It, it amazes me. There you know there are some folks who uh, I, I see on Instagram and they have these certain things that they do by seven o'clock and some by eight thirty they have done this and by <laughs> nine o'clock. No, for me, it that never happened. Yes, it's, it's just like even with today, I um, because I do uh, custom framing. I'm I'm also a custom picture framer, and so I had a, a I had to meet with the client at nine thirty, and then from nine thirty, I had to go to the barber, and then from the barber, and I come home, <laughs> and now I'm having a, a podcast with you and then I look out there on, at, at the lawn and then I might go outside and mow the lawn and I haven't get gotten into my paintings yet. So it, 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 it like I said, it, it kind of surprises me whenever I, I, I look on, let's say Instagram for it, for, for just as an example. And I see everyone have their, their day plan of what they would, you know, have to do, do from, 4.30 in the morning until nine o'clock and everything is very scheduled. That never happened. Have you seen this? There's a, a show. You can watch it on YouTube. They're about 20, 20 minutes to 30 minutes long. Um, it's by BBC TV. It's called what artists do all day. Um, yes. Have you, have you seen any of those? Um, I, I, I've seen one of the episodes. Yes. One that I love the guy, the gentleman gets up at, I think he gets up at 4.30 every morning and that's how he starts his day. And I just thought, oh, I could never do that. <laughs> you know, that's insane. You know, you know, he's, he's. I, I had days of that, but uh, but after um, getting married and having kids, you, you, you know, your whole life changes. And so um, getting up that early in the morning is, is no longer um, on my uh, 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 agenda. What about the work that you're doing um, really jazzes you? What's the thing? that just keeps you coming back time after time and trying to get better and better and better. What is it about it? Well, it's um, in one of the paintings that I, I, I retouched recently was um, an oil painting and it was the cove. And I just made a few changes to it. And one of the things that really, really got me about um, the painting as I was working on it, it was one thing. It was the light, mm. the atmosphere, um, everything there that just makes you want to, you know, do not just look at the painting, but kind of, you know, step into the painting and say, okay, I could really, really enjoy this moment, this day, this painting that uh, Sheldon produced. 
Yeah, that, that's I, I get that too from your work that you get a sense of the relative humidity. Right. Right. You, you get a sense of of the weather. You can you can almost smell the salt air. Um, the salt air, right? Yeah. I, I just love that. And when somebody can do that with a two dimensional work, it's it's magic. It's magical. Thank you. So what does the future look like for you? I mean, your work is amazing. I'm sure you'll just continue to um, to perfect your techniques. Um, but but do you have any ultimate goals? Do you have uh, what what's what's the big pie in the sky thing for you right now? Well, at, at the moment, um, I've been asked by a, a number of, of people to uh, do uh, some courses that they you know they continue to express interest in. Um, uh, a, a few days ago, I, I did, um, would you believe an abstract painting? Awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I was just at home and, you know, and just, uh, I, I just felt as if I, okay, this thing has been on my mind for quite some time now. And I, and I just feel as if that I, I, I need to just um, make the plunge. As a matter of fact, the painting I, I sent to one of uh, one of my colleagues here, and he he sent me a, a, a voice note on WhatsApp, and he says, um, "Well, whose painting is this?" Yeah. I said to him, "I said it's my painting." <laughs> I told you that um, um, abstract uh, is, is something that I've been thinking about doing. And then at another colleague that I showed it to yesterday, when I you know revealed it, and she looked at it, and her words was, "Wow." Yeah. Wow. I really like that. That experimentation, um, it, it, it opens up new doors, I'm sure. Yes, it does. It does. So it's the, it's the courses that I, that I want to do online is me venturing off into, into the abstract. And then another thing that's been on my mind is things relating to a, a, a biblical scenes. Okay. Um, you know, like some of the things that they say, for instance, that, um, that Rembrandt would have, would have, produced like it's one of the paintings that um, I, I don't think we'll ever see it again where Jesus is on the is um, is on the Sea of Galilee and uh, with, the, with the disciples and um, unfortunately that painting was stolen I think from somewhere over there in the U.S. Um, stolen from a gallery over there I, I really don't think that we'll ever see that painting again, again. on display. I'm going to have to look that up when we, uh, when we finish the podcast, I'm not familiar with that painting, but uh, yeah, I will definitely check that out. So, so you're thinking you'd like to do something like that, but with a sort of a modern, what I'm getting from you is more, like more a, of a modern feel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, you have plenty of fishing boats over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. Can you mention your Instagram and uh, website again for the listeners? My website is sheldonsaint.com and on Instagram, I'm just Sheldon Saint. Um, look me up um, at your leisure. Very nice. Very nice, Sheldon. What advice would you give an emerging artist or what advice would you give an artist that is already in a sort of a mid-career? Um, mm -hmm. And what advice would you give to the young artist who is still in school? Or just pick one. I, I, I would say I would I would give the the emerging artist this advice, and it's 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 something that I did on my own, 
Um, and it, it, it is visit as many uh, art galleries as you possibly can. Um, it's just be, be a part of as many art events uh, like hoop shows or art fairs as you can. And then today we have this, this opportunity to, to follow some of our modern masters via the, the internet there. Who's not on Instagram is on LinkedIn. Who's not LinkedIn is on uh, Facebook, obviously. And who's not there is, is on YouTube. It's all out there, you know. You can you can find um, whatever artist or, or or medium or subject matter that you, you know, just strikes uh, or, or inspires you. You can find them on the internet, and I would say to, to take that route: visit the galleries, visit shows, uh, visit museums, um, talk to as many artists as you possibly can. Um, today, you you know that is possible. You know you you can have a a, a Zoom meeting with with an artist um, that you um, that you admire, um, one of our modern masters. You can contact them and um, sit down and have a chat with them. That's very uh, very insightful, Sheldon. Thank you. Thanks again for being on the show. Um, I really enjoyed having you. I can't wait to see what comes next. We are going to stay in touch with you. So when you have shows um, in the Bahamas, I'm sure we're going to have listeners there um, as well as other places, but we will talk about your shows or if you have a new book coming out, you just shoot me an email or a message. And uh, I'm going to have a segment of the show where we talk about what's interesting and what's going on um, in future shows. So I would love to keep, uh, keep in touch and keep lifting you up, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Well, that's another amazing show. And each time, it's like turning out the lights, calling up the freight elevator, and getting back into the world for more life, more love, and more inspiration. The music on From the Studio is proudly provided by the amazing Paul White, by permission of RNS Records and Because.tv. Till next time, take care. Thank you.